Welcome back. Thanks for uh, making the drive out again to the uh, studios out here in Redlands. Always good to see you, man. And Thank you. Lots to talk about. Been about a year or so. Wanted to get caught up first and foremost with Three-Headed Snake. And you guys did some uh, touring in Europe, some of the big festivals. Talk to me about that. How'd that go? Uh, it went well. We actually did um, <clears throat> one show, excuse me, in uh, in the UK at Bloodstock Festival, Bloodstock Open Air. We did that in August, I believe. It went great. And the response was, you know, even better than I had anticipated. So it seems like uh, that crowd really seems to get the band. So the plan is for us to go back to Europe and the UK in 2020. And that's what we're currently working on right now awesome man any chance of any uh local shows uh possibly but i mean we're, we're really focusing on europe and the uk to be honest with you it just seems like uh that market seems to really be into this you know sort of old old school style of metal and if something happens in the u.s you know clearly we we would want to do it but everyone lives in different parts of the country so it makes it kind of tough um even though we're primarily based here in, in la johnny our singers in florida uh caesar's in texas dirt is in indiana he just <laughs> recently moved so it's only Derek and i that are here in in la but uh you know we're working with uh with some uh new agents and uh if we get a u.s run then clearly you know, uh, we'll be here, but the primary focus is on Europe and the UK. Makes sense. I mean, that's more the power metal community, kind of the market you're looking for. Yeah. And um, you were also talking maybe about some new music, some new tunes coming along? Yeah, we've got, uh, so we released our three song EP last year and uh, we did it ourselves. I did it myself and um, we did a hundred copies and we sold out of them in about a week or so. Um, and they're still available. The, the three songs are available on iTunes and Bandcamp. And uh, the plan is to do a full length, but we're waiting on some, uh, you know, if we're going to either release it on our own or on a label. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's been some label interest, but right now it's the last quarter of the year. So the industry kind of shuts down, right. you know, until January or so is when it, it picks back up. So we'll wait and see what happens. If it doesn't get picked up by a label, we'll release it on our own and we'll do a full length with we already have a full length's worth of material. We'll see what happens. Okay, cool, yeah. man. Well, I look forward to it and, and hearing more tunes and, and seeing yeah. that thing grow. And, and of course, we got to talk about uh, the day job, so to speak, in, <laughs> in ministry. We were talking a few weeks ago, right before you headed out to uh, Exit 111. Talk to me about that festival. I heard it was great. It was great. We uh, fly-in date for us. We went out with uh, just one quick rehearsal, not even the full band. And um, we flew out there and did the uh, the show, and it went amazing. We played with uh, Guns N' Roses that day, and... Um, I forget who else is on the bill. The Deftones are on that bill. But uh, the show went great. Now we're getting ready to hit the road. We leave Thursday, actually. And our first show, I believe, is Friday, November 1st. So the entire month of November, we'll be out with Slayer. And we have four headline dates on our own. And the first show, actually, November 1st, is a, is a headline date for us. So I'm the whole month of November out with Slayer. And we end the tour here in L.A. at the Forum, November 29th Perfectly and 30th. Fitting. Yeah. My dream venue to play, so... And, and the perfect place for Slayer to go out in their hometown, yeah. their their yeah. home venue, you know. Exactly. Do you, do you think they're actually going to call it quits? I mean, I think so. They've been on this final 
campaign, you know, tour for the past year or two. But I mean, that's about how long it takes, you know, um, for a band at that level to really hit all the markets because, you know, you hit your A markets, your B markets, even your C markets. So it takes around about that long to really, you know, go around the world and really play all the places that, you know, um, you want to hit. So I do believe it'll be their last run, you know, in the last conversations that we've had or interactions we've had with Tom. He seems to be ready to, yeah, he seems to be ready to just, you know, call it quits. Yeah. Yeah. As far as the, the, the touring aspect of it, I don't know if they'll, you know, stop any sort of studio work or anything like that or, you know, still do music. But as far as Slayer on tour, I think he's ready to, to call it quits. And j- a lot of it, uh, not only family, I know he moved to Texas and yeah. he's got some kids he's raising, yeah. but also all the physical stuff. And he's had the neck surgeries from yeah. head banging. And- yeah, man. It's... Uh, it's tough. Um, it takes its uh, its toll on you eventually, and once we get to, to our old age, it uh, it's not the same. Yeah. So you kind of want to slow down a little bit. You know, you were talking about dream venue to play and, and dream situation. I would think direct support to Slayer. I mean, the bill is Phil Anselmo and the Illegals, and then Ministry, and then Primus, then Slayer. But yeah, there were there are two venues that I haven't played yet that were always childhood dreams of mine, and uh, one was Madison Square Garden, and the there was the forum so to do this 40 years after i saw kiss at the forum on the dynasty tour in 79 it's just yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy i might do the show in kiss makeup i don't know you should just to you know just to please myself you should (laughs) to amuse myself like like i usually do i also wanted to talk a little bit about that tour and the lineup and you had mentioned phil and him going out and doing all pantera set right yeah yeah it's great too and we we saw we did a show with phil and the illegals in where were we uh somewhere in europe i don't remember where but just on the last european run that we did and uh it's a complete pantera set and phil sounds great uh we you know hung out with the guys in the band and they're all really cool guys he's doing Um, beyond the vulgar album though because it's like the vulgar (laughs) display of yeah but i mean he's but they threw in a couple of others as well so they're doing cowboys yeah exactly from the from the catalog so it's not just one album i know that they threw in other songs and uh the band sounds great and they were very excited to be a part of this tour with us so we're looking forward to having them on the road uh speaking about the ministry band i wanted to kind of get caught up is is tony campos going to be on this tour no out he's he's full-time static x yeah he's he's full-time with the static thing right now and and we're all very happy for him it's it's it seems to be going over very well but yeah he's very i just talked to him a couple days ago and he's he's really bummed out that he's not on this run because he's a huge slayer fan and i mean as we you know kind of grew up tony and i both grew up in in la and we used to see slayer back in the early days so and he's toured with them before though with static back uh, in like the 90s i want to say yeah early 2000s he's bummed that he's not doing this run with us because they're going back out if i'm not mistaken in the next uh few weeks or something like that yeah that tour just keeps selling out i saw it was great great show and great to hear those tunes again yeah yeah they did uh so they did the u.s and i think they did europe and they're doing another u.s run right so yeah and then i saw devil driver just pulled out of that so i don't know who's yeah they did i spoke to uh ashes a couple days ago and um there's some health yeah there's some health issues with with Des's wife and you know we hope she you know gets better soon yeah yeah best wishes there's no scary stuff yeah Back to the tour, I was curious too. You talking about doing some headline shows and then the direct support. What's the uh, set list, or how many songs do you do headlining versus what you'll do on the Slayer? Headline, we kind of play it by ear, but we have we usually do about an hour and a half 
on the headline dates. And on the direct support on the Slayer run, I believe we have 40 minutes, if I'm not mistaken. So the 40 minute set is going to be primarily old classics. Yeah. Yeah. We're not doing any, like, I can say we're not doing anything past like 90 four or something like that really wow yeah it's all old stuff and then on the headline shows we're mixing it up with new stuff and old stuff so digging back into just those early albums and anything you can talk about being pulled out or you get some jesus no i mean uh i didn't say that but yeah that'll be played um but yeah we're doing a lot of the the old stuff um i I think people will will really dig this you know um the set that we'll be doing on that slayer run most of my favorites so um and if anyone knows anything about me and and what i like as far as the ministry stuff they know i like all that early you know that early in case you didn't feel like showing up live stuff um there'll be a lot of those those songs being played and al kind of digging back this year earlier this year that wax tracks tour with the movie and everything yeah how cool was that talk about that tour it was cool we um i mean that that uh, has been sort of uh in the works and in the making for years when i first came into the the band 13 years ago you know he would always ask what i wanted to play he would get, want my opinion on on a tour not that he ever listened to me but <laughs> he would always ask anyways and i would always bring up those old songs from that era and um about three four years ago we started throwing in a couple of them but you know in the past he he wouldn't even want to talk or mention certain songs and certain albums he's slowly been opening you know up to those ideas and then when the wax tracks thing happened you know he was just like look we're just doing all this old stuff and i mean i can say on the slayer run it's going to be very very similar to that wax tracks run so it'll be a lot of that that kind of stuff it's stuff that people have been wanting to hear for years and for years that you know he just he refused to play it but you know now we're doing it so between you beating him over the head and, and him getting a little bit old, <laughs> yeah. older and softer and looking back, maybe that yeah. getting a little more nostalgic with that, with that yeah. movie. I think it's definitely a combination of all those things. You know, he seems to be embracing a lot of the early stuff now. That's great to yeah. see. And then uh, speaking about past tours, the one before that, last time you were here, we were talking about uh, that run you guys did with uh, Alien Weaponry and wanted to get your thoughts yeah. on them. What did you think about those guys? Uh, horrible. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, great guys, you know, really young group of, of guys and, and they're, they seem to be blowing up and, uh, you know, we're very happy for them. Really nice guys. Their dad is their, uh, tour manager slash front of house guy. And he's a really nice guy and they're all, you know, really good kids and, and very talented. So yeah, think about all that talent yeah. for how young they are. Yeah, I know. I mean, and they haven't stopped touring, man. They, you know, since they were out with us, uh, whenever that was, they just haven't stopped, you know, they taken like a couple weeks off and uh, i think they were around here recently yeah just you know? a few weeks ago yeah um so yeah very happy for those guys i like those guys a lot i think i think they're gonna have a, a long time you know uh in the business oh one thing i forgot to ask you just looking down in my notes here i forgot to ask you about 111 al jumped up with cheap trick yeah he did um the night so we arrived the night before and um of course, you know, we got there late and uh, when we were on our way from the airport to the festival, we were all supposed to go to the festival because we wanted to, we were going to watch Cheap Trick and the plan was for Al to get up there and, and, you know, do a song or two with them. And there was this horrible accident on the freeway. So like the freeway was closed. Oh, no. So we were stuck. I was getting texts from Brian from Cheap Trick's uh, stage manager and he's like, where are you guys? And I'm like, man, I don't know. We're somewhere on the freeway and, and it's down to like one lane. We weren't moving. And finally we had to go to the hotel 
to drop off all our luggage and then hop into a van to take us to the festival. But at that point, I mean, we all had all our luggage and gear and everything. And, and they were just like, okay, you need to just, you know, get out of this van and jump into the other van. And I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to hang back. I didn't want them, anyone to wait for, for me. So I said, you guys go. So Al hopped into the other van. They took him to the festival and he got up there. I guess he was like, he went up like literally a minute before he was due up there. They drove him into the back of the festival right behind the stage and they just threw him up on stage and and uh, I guess he did one song or two songs I don't know what he did but uh, but he was able to you know make it just in time wow so you yeah. were the sacrificial lamb you had to miss the whole thing <laughs> yeah and I love those guys I mean you know we, we've had a lot of interaction with them Al and I did a thing with them at the Hollywood Bowl 12 years ago it was the 40th anniversary of the Beatles Sgt. Pepper's album and uh, they invited us to do I Want You She's So Heavy so we got to do that at the Hollywood Bowl 12 years ago and they're great guys those guys are some of the nicest guys in the business you yeah know. they seem like real they salt are. of the earth kind they of guys. really are they're, they're hilarious and, and rick just anytime if if we're in the chicago area and rick's in town he comes up and you know he'll get up on stage with us and um just a really nice guy to hang with god talk about yeah. the, the crazy guitars that dude has yeah man i got to hold that was it that it's like a five neck his five neck you know that that classic guitar his that thing weighs like 200 pounds man <laughs> yeah and i don't know and he plays he uses that thing on can you stage, even reach you know? them all like no man it's you it's impossible i mean it's just you know clearly it's it's for looks but um the thing weighs a ton and he's up there and he's like what 70 years old and he's like jumping around and stuff with his guitar and great guys though yeah i saw them a year or two ago with out with poison and they, they oh, right crushed on. it they were cool. they were great cheap tricks what, it, was it, it at uh five point that's in Irvine? Irvine, close to Irvine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is Irvine? What happened to Verizon or Irvine or whatever? This is Five Point, basically replaced Irvine. Is it in the Meadows. same? Is it in the same location? No, it's over by the uh, train tracks. It's over on the other side of the freeway. Other side of the five. The other freeway. side of the five. Uh huh. Wow. So what? Irvine is just deserted there. There's nothing they're, there. They're or? putting up condos. I heard. Oh my god! Really? Yeah. Wow. And then, that was a place to go to back in the day, man. Oh Ir- yeah. Irvine Meadows is what I remember yeah. it as. What was your first shows going there? Talk to me about some old shows there. Oh, man. The Cheap Trick I saw there. Uh, Maiden. Um, Which Maiden tour? Uh, it was after... It must have been Power Slave? Like 83, 84? No, it was later than that. After that. Because Peace of, it was Peace of Mind. Maybe it was after Power Slave. It was Peace late 80s. Mind, Power Slave. Okay. It was late 80s. Whatever tour that was. Then I saw Bon Jovi and Rat. Oh, nice. There. I saw everyone there. All kinds of bands there. All the great shows were there. Yeah, they would. I would either go to the sports arena Mm -hmm. in L.A., the Forum, Long Beach Arena. Yep. Which Long Beach Arena is where I saw that live Maiden. You know, live after death. Scream for me, Long Beach. Yeah, I was there. And uh, that was with Twisted Sister opening. And um, and then Irvine. Twisted Sister opening for Twisted Maiden. Twisted Sister open. It was Twisted on the Stay Hungry tour. So they were like blowing up at the time. They were all over MTV. And they had, uh, you know, the cage up on stage and everything. And the kid that was in their, um, that video, uh, was it, we're not going to take it, mm-hmm. I guess. You know, that the kid that's that's in that video, he was there at the show. And no way. D was like picking on him in the front row the whole night. Yeah, they were great, man. Was that awesome. show as, as epic as it sounded on it was. the live after death? It was. It was, man. Maiden was unbelievable. Yeah, I just yeah. saw them on this last run at the uh, soccer stadium they played at. How was it? Incredible. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're the best. I mean. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, I mean, they're, they've, they've always been great. And uh, I saw them once in Texas while we were on the road and we had a night off and we went to see them. And we saw, I think it was Steve Harris's daughter. 
mm-hmm. that is in a band as she well. was yeah and uh they were opening yeah 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 they were opening for that tour and, that and was now cool. now his son is he's got a son oh, really? that's doing the whole opening run and then fozzy played at the la date oh well. <laughs> and we were playing with fozzy in sheffield in the uk at some like tiny little club when we were doing this was with my old band with society one we were it was right before we played the download festival we, okay. had, a, we had a club date with fozzy and then the next day we were at a download with slayer and system of a down and that's still when it, it was like a cover band right i think it probably at that point fozzy yeah they did a lot they did it was about 50 50 okay yeah they would do like half covers and then half originals yeah because yeah, they were like a joke cover yeah band yeah they for... started out as just kind of like a fun whatever and then it started taking on jeff ward's an amazing guitar player in that band yeah yeah and they really turned it up now and they yeah. were they were great opening up for uh for maiden and you could tell chris was just beside himself to yeah. get to do that show <laughs> he's a, that's you know that dude's a huge fan mm-hmm. oh he's like a huge metal fan and, and it seems very sincere with that guy yeah you know and a great wrestler too yeah <laughs> are you into wrestling or sports or any kind no i'm uh i was into old like mexican wrestling like, like when luchador? i was a little kid like yeah yeah like old lucha libre with uh Mil Mascaras and El Santo and like all those guys. I didn't, I didn't really get too much into the the later wrestling. She likes that stuff. I don't, I don't even know the difference between the two. I have to ask her what, <laughs> what is, what do those letters mean? Like, <laughs> I have no idea. What, what, what is? Although your... I will say one thing of the newer guys, Rey Mysterio. Oh yeah, that guy. I met him at um, at a. I was doing a conve- a signing at a convention in Albuquerque a couple mm-hmm. years ago, and his manager brought him over to my booth. Because he said he would, wanted to meet me. And so we met. And um, that guy, to me, that guy does the old school, you know, yeah. Lucha Libre kind of thing. And, and he's just, he's amazing in, in the ring. And still um, doing it. He's still yeah. like in the mix. Like. Yeah. And uh, so that guy I like. He's, about, he's probably around, he's probably the only modern guy, I guess, that I know. I don't know any of the others. What is your passion away from music? Do you, what, what do you do to get away from it? No, eat pioneer chicken. Um, it's not, there's not much I do to get away. I don't really get away from it too much, man. Even when I'm not on tour, when I'm not on the road, or I'm usually working on music at home. There are times when I'm, you know, at the house and, and I guess just sitting watching TV for a little bit. And, uh, I don't know. I'm all, it's just, it, music's always going on in my head at some point, even when I'm, you know, at home, I'll go over to my, to my little, you know, workstation slash home studio and just start working on stuff. There's always stuff I'm working on, either guesting on people's, you know, uh, records, um, or just writing stuff. So I don't really get away from it too much. There is no turning it off. Not, not really. Maybe, maybe there should just be a solo album of all these <laughs> sounds and, and music. Yeah. I mean, I, that's what I'd, I'd like to do at some point. And people were asking if three headed sync was like my solo record. And I don't really look at it as a solo record. It was just, it, it all, the whole, the way it came about was really bizarre because I had, um, I had met up with my, my first singer from my very first band when I was 19. He and I reconnected a couple years ago and we talked about doing music again, just for fun. You know, we were like, we'll record it ourselves and we'll just have a blast doing it now that we can actually have the means to record ourselves and stuff like that. So I wrote the three songs that are on that that EP. I wrote with him in mind. Mm -hmm. And um, but then he he uh, had some health issues. He had problems with his lungs. He wasn't able to sing anymore. So I was left with those three songs and um i was like well these definitely aren't ministry songs so i just kind of held on to them for a little bit and then i just started looking for singers because i was i just wanted to finish the songs and just have them on my ipod just for my own listening you know and so i started looking for singers i was thinking about all the guys in la that i know and none of them really fit 
what I had in mind for this project. So I was looking on Craigslist on the um, the classified, the musicians, you mm-hmm. know, wanted ads. And I started looking at all the major markets, you know, uh, like New York. I looked in L.A., Chicago. And then one night, like I was, I, I was in Florida and uh, I see this ad and it was something like, uh, you know, singer looking to like make a move, you know, kind of thing, whatever. And so there was a, a link and it was like one of those nights where I'm up at three in the morning and I was like, man, this is probably going to suck. And I, was, I wasn't going to click it, but I clicked on a link and it went to a video of Johnny in an ISO booth. And he was singing like a Symphony X song or something like that. And he just blew me away. And uh, so I reached out to him. I told him, you know, what I had in mind. And and, uh, I said, look, you know, this isn't, this isn't a project that's going to go public. This is just for me, you know, if you want to help me, you know, uh, to finish this. And he said, yeah. So I sent him what turned into Wisdom Screams, sent him the music, and like a day or two later sent me almost what, what ended up being on the record. Wow. And so then I just started sending him more, you know, music. But this took almost a year for us to even get to the three songs just because I was I was so busy with ministry. Right. And, you know, it was just on my downtime. But eventually we got it going. And then, you know, I played it for some people and people started asking, wow, you know, where can we get this? And so then as soon as people started asking me for it, I was like, oh, maybe somebody would be interested in it. And so that's that was, that was the whole idea of getting the EP together. And then the way I think, you know, the way my mind works is, okay, if I'm going to do something, I usually do it all the way, right? you know? And so I was like, okay, well, if we're going to do that, let's do a music video and then let's really try to push this. And so that's why we got the, the video happening. And then, you know, we coordinated to come out with the EP. And so sort of the video hit first and then the EP came out and then they sold out, you know, here we are. And we're, uh, going to do a full length now but to answer your 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 first question here it's uh people were asking if this was my solo record and no i to me i i still look at this as a band and it's just tapping into that my old school power metal you know uh love that you know i grew up with even with local bands you know like warrior and malice that i used to go see you know when i was a teenager at the troubadour and stuff like that i always wanted to do that kind of album right and so this is it you know that's scratching a particular itch yes exactly but you yeah. got many more sites i do too. i do i have a lot of itches <laughs> to scratch <laughs> hydrocortisone <laughs> that'll be the name of my solo album <laughs> there you go <laughs> have you ever thought about producing or, or getting involved in a different way yeah i actually i did that very briefly with this female singer songwriter many years ago i actually did it at al's old studio in el paso texas and um i thought i was gonna like it but I, I don't know. I, there's something about producing that it just doesn't feel like it's for me. I would rather write and arrange rather than produce. Hmm. Um, there's just something about, I don't know, like I don't get the high from producing as much as I do from creating. And uh, I mean, granted, the producer a lot of times will create stuff, but he seems to, at least what I think, you know, a producing role is uh, you're kind of getting everything and trying to wrangle it in and, and make it, you know, a cohesive piece of mm-hmm. work. I like the creating process more. To me, that that drives me more than, you know, sitting there when everything's already done, sort of, and, and just taking bits and pieces and, you know, doing that. So I didn't really dig it as much, but I don't know who knows in the future that might change but uh i mean i see myself going more into arranging and uh you know doing that kind of stuff and writing 
And I know you've done some like commercial work, some TV work, some musicals, scoring and stuff like that. I'd like to get into that, to be honest with you. I mean, we've, we've had songs on soundtracks and stuff like that. We were on um, the Saw movie uh-huh. soundtracks. We were like on two or three of those and uh, the show NCIS. They took a couple of uh, Revco songs that I'd written. That's awesome because it's stuff that's already recorded and you know their music supervisor basically contacts you and says hey you know we want that yeah we want that and here's your check and so that's cool but i'd like to get more into scoring and actually like actually really sitting in a room and watching the scenes and really creating all the the mood you know atmosphere music you know who's doing that that nowadays right fred Corey from cinderella really that's what fred's doing yeah wow he does some show called like the Night Shift or something on NBC, and he's done a couple movies and stuff. But wow, he's real big into that. Wow, I know that um, what's his name Raymond from Fear Factory does. He okay. does video games, uh, like he does the stuff in video games, like the, the I don't music know, whatever, scoring yeah. or whatever. I don't know anything about video games. Me neither. Also. But uh, he does that. You know, obviously Charlie Clauser and you know all those guys, the uh, old Nine Inch Nails guys, do mm-hmm. a lot of scoring and stuff like that. So yeah, that that would be something I would really love to do. Yeah, next time you see Fred around town, you should yeah, what a trip, man. I, I, I had, I had no that. idea. Yeah, he's got like two shows or something he's doing on NBC. Fred's a hustler. I've always admired that about him. I mean, I, I think Fred was one of the guys I saw at Irvine back, you know, in Cinderella. Oh, yeah. I think it was Cinderella that was opening for uh, on that Bon Jovi rat tour. That sounds about right, that yeah. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, they were big in getting Cinderella. I know Cinderella got signed with the help of Bon Jovi, exactly. so that makes sense. Yeah. You had mentioned uh, the, guy, the guys from... Nine Inch Nails. Yeah. I wanted to talk a little bit about Pretty Hate Machine just turning 30. Really? Yes. Wow. 89. Wow. Take me back to you first hearing that album and your thoughts on that album. That's probably, it might be, I don't know if it's my favorite Nine Inch Nails record. It might be. Um, I thought it was great the first time I heard it. I thought it was, you know, very fresh and new and I didn't know what it was that I was listening to. Sort of like the first time I heard Ministry. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, man, what what is this? Like, there, it's like, it's a little punk. It's, it's you know, but there's guitars, there's some electronic sounds, there's some hammer sounds. Like, I didn't know what was going on. So, I remember the first time I heard Pretty Hate Machine, it kind of took me by surprise like that because it was so different than what i what i was listening to at the time you know i was big into the la metal scene right and then to hear that um i thought it was it was very good i can't believe it's 30 yeah it just hit the anniversary the other day i was 20 when that came out man i wasn't even in my prime yet (laughs) you remember who played it for you how you heard it was it on the radio a friend i know my best friend who i was in a band with he he was like come here you got to hear this and played something i can never have who played that for the for very me? first song? And I was like, does he ever kick in? And he was like, just wait, just wait. And then it never did. <laughs> no, you know what? I think it was on, if it wasn't MTV, it was one of those late night video shows. Okay. They so I saw like the video. Like yes. So I saw the video to head like a hole. And I was like, who are these guys? Like, you know, this is cool. And I think Richard Patrick was in the band back yeah. then, wasn't he? Yeah. And um, yeah, I think that was the first time I, I heard them. It was actually the video that I saw. His album yeah. just turned 20 this year. The Filter album? Yes. Really? We were supposed to do that. a tour with Filter a couple of years ago in Australia, and it never happened. That's another guy that's doing movie and stuff. He was supposed to do a 20th anniversary of the Filter record. Yeah. He canceled that because he had to finish scoring a movie or really? TV show or something. Wow. Yeah, I got to get into that, man. I need to cancel tours and do movie scoring. <laughs> I need to cancel the Slayer tour. <laughs> yeah, really? So I can do the... Uh, Hydrocortisone commercial. 
Last last thing for you. I know you, I know you're a huge Kiss fan. Yes. Did you get to see him? Have you seen him on this? No, I, I want. I'd like to. Uh, we were actually talking about that. They were going to be at the Staples, Staples Center, or something, right? But then they canceled, or, right. or they postponed it, or something. Postponed it, supposedly. So hopefully, on when they come back around, I'd like to go see them. You're going to get your shot because Gene just said the other day in the press that it's going to be another two years on this <laughs> final world tour. Nice, awesome. So you're going to you're yeah. going to have your chance to see. Yeah, them. I because I'm old. I, I was lucky enough to have seen them in '78. So I've, I can't even count how many times I've seen the band. But if this really is their last thing, which is questionable with those guys, but I think it is um, simply because of their age now and just the physicality of what they do and how they do it. And, you know, the, the gear they wear and, you know, that stuff is it, it's not extra 10, 20 pounds at least. So, yeah, I think that this will be the last run. But again, it'll take a couple of years for them to, you know, really finish this run. So, yeah, I'm hoping we can go see them again when they come around. Let me throw this hypothetical at you. Yes, I would. Yeah, you would. (laughs) You would join KISS? Of course. Gene and Paul call it a career, and then they do the officially sanctioned band like they had been talking about. Oh, yeah. KISS could continue on without any original members. I'm too old, though, but yeah, I definitely would. Yeah. In a heartbeat. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Thank you for the time. Dude, you rock. Thanks for checking out the entire podcast. Now just hit the subscribe button. That way you get it sent to you directly. And follow me on social media at MikeZ967. Don't miss the radio show, bro. Wired in the Empire happens every Saturday night at midnight on 96.7 KCAL Rocks online at KCALFM.com. Adios.